Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday night, so you know what that means. It is Wrestling Chat with Friends. I am your host, Cheats. I am joined, as always, to... He's really the Arn Anderson to my Tully Blanchard, or Barry Windham to Bagnum T. I don't know who. I don't know who. But it's EJ the Collector. EJ, how are you feeling, my man? I am here. I am present. I am accountable and accounted for this week. Great to see you, Cheats. Welcome to everybody who's joining us tonight. We got to talk about it all tonight. We got to talk about it all. Do you have a collector's choice tonight? Though? That's why I didn't want to knock anything out of the way. No, I know my collector's choice right now. I don't have anything right now because it's all in the mail right now. I picked up some Bray Wyatt memorabilia from WWE.com. I think I bought it the night he passed away. All proceeds were going to his family, so I picked okay. up some art, which I'll be able to show next week. And I've got a few figures from Ringside Collectibles in route right now so nothing really fun or new I, I what i will show you though is the wall behind me it is coming together nicely that third wall is almost full and you know it extends all the way around you know for where i am but yeah another wall is almost done and i think yoda's gonna have to uh yoda's gonna have to get up out of there yep more figures are on the you way. know cameron just reminded me about something that's really important I kind of feel bad to admit this on the air since this is the AEW show. But Cameron mentioned to me, he was looked at me and said, Dad, didn't we say we were going to get AEW fight forever? And I said, yes, we did say that. And we haven't got it yet. So maybe this weekend we'll try to explore seeing if we can get AEW fight forever. And when I come back next week, I'll have a video game report. But I, I like, I was so hyped to get it. Mm -hmm. as, as many things. It comes out and I didn't get it. So I'm not a gamer. My son is a gamer. He didn't show much interest in Fight Forever, but wow. he has he has recently wanted to pick up WWE 2K23. He sort of put all wrestling games aside for a while and is now revisiting some ones that he's lost a little bit of interest in whatever he was wow. playing before. So well, he wanted, I asked him if he, between those two, and he said he really saw more better reviews for 2K23, which is highly rated. So you might see, just pick that up. At this point, though, do we even care about the ratings? Fight Forever is the first video game. It's going to be a collector's item. I, I think. I think as the collector, even if you don't even open the game, it's something everybody should have. It's the first AEW video game. That is definitely true. And you know, do they? Are there even? I'm sure there are hard copies of it. But yes, yeah, I'm going to definitely get one. I don't like the video game download. I'm going to go the hard copy route. Yeah, yeah. All if right. I, I think if Fight Forever will be a Christmas time sale item that I might pick up. But you're right. I think you make a good point from a collector standpoint. Might as well have it. Well, look. If you look at my name, it says the real CM Punk. We are going to bring in our guest, who's coming in hot. Our 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 friend, who's been here since basically day one. He's always coming in hot, especially when it comes to as my dad, as my son calls him, Chick Magnet Punk. Uh, <laughs> that's his name. That's, that's his, his name. name. We're going to figure it out. Doug, welcome back, WCW uh, F. Welcome back to the show, my man. Thanks for having me, guys. EJ, the wall's looking really good, man. Hey, thanks, man. I have 112 AEW figures right now. So That's awesome. Far, far more money than cents at the moment. Do you have some peg warmers up there, too, I think? Some peg warmers? Yeah, like the Hangman Walmart exclusive. I do have. I have the Adam yeah. Cole exclusive. got the Darby Allen exclusive from Target. I have the Sammy Guevara exclusive from Target, the Hangman. I was online today trying to see the prices for the Walmart exclusive CM Punk that came out last year. And they're not outside the collector's price range, so we may have that soon, too. It, apparently, those don't sell well either. Apparently, like all the, depending on what 
part of the country you're in, apparently all the exclusive in-store ones, in some areas, they're just, they don't sell well. I have found, since I've started collecting these figures and being a part of this show, there, I will give a shout out to the, it's basically X, formerly known as Twitter, community. It's called hashtag CHC, Collectors Helping Collectors. Mm -hmm. There are so many guys that go out there and like go to their local Target and their, and their Walmart, take photos and basically put it on Twitter and say, hey, I'm here for the next 15 minutes. Pick something up. Oh, that's really know. cool. I didn't know that happened. Oh, man. I didn't know it happened awesome. either, but there's this whole community of that, and I haven't used it, but I've been, I follow guys who have discount codes on ringside collectibles, and they're, I mean, they truly are collectors helping collectors. No money making on this. They're saying, hey, I'm in Philadelphia. You're in California. Here's what's at my target Walmart, and they ship it. It's great, man. That's, that is pretty cool. Um, real quick before we get into everything, too, Chief, I just wanted to say, save your money on Fight Forever. No, it's not worth it. It's not mm. worth it. I've got to do it. I think I was so hyped for it. Like it, it yeah. came in a day yeah. late from Amazon, and I like as soon as it came in, I dived into it. And look, No Mercy. I think that's the best video game for wrestling of all time, and it is very similar. But what's also disappointing is how a game released in 2000 has like three or four times the amount of content in it that Fight Forever does. And Fight yeah. Forever is not like you could beat oh. it. Mm. You could pretty much unlock everything within a, a short weekend. And I feel like they took so much time on this game. They did. Like, what, three years? Yeah, and it still didn't. It comes up short on the content side. The roster is, and I know they're going to do DLC, which uh, is his own argument, but just from the base roster, it is so thin. Wow. Why would Man. they... Is that a cost-cutting measure, or why would they do I that? Is it a licensing? I, I why so, not have... I mean, how many people yeah. are... Is it 75, 35? No, oh, no not, not even close to 75. I think between 35 and 50 is probably a good guess. I don't know off the top of my head how many are legit in there. It is very... Who, who's booking that? I'm still going to have to probably do it, but now I'm more discouraged than ever before. I have yeah. not downloaded the uh, Stadium Stampede yet, though, and I did okay. hear that that's fun. However, online play with the game was its own like drama with like the ranking system and people like rage quitting right as you're about to win and so it yeah. wait a drama with aew no yeah yeah that's what we're speaking here of speaking of that's a perfect segue drama in aew so i've got a couple of ways we can start but i do i have a question that i want both of you to answer and i want you to answer it obviously as you always do as mm -hmm. forthright and as genuine as honest as we can but it's a weird question to ask because I don't know if this has ever happened before. And what I mean by that is AEW is literally coming off the biggest show in the history of their career, possibly the biggest show in all of wrestling. And then you turn around and have another pay-per-view in Chicago this Sunday. That card is so weak. And I want uh. I, but I want to I want to start with this question. EJ, Doug, is this too soon? Like, yeah. I don't understand why this was booked this way. And, I mean, even smart paper, like, there's no WrestleMania, then the week later is another WrestleMania 2. Like, I don't understand what they did. So, is all out, not all in, because we know all in by every metric is a success. Mm -hmm. Is all out too soon? What do you think, EJ? Well, I... I I need to broach my all in and all out history recall was better. 
Is this the first time that they've been a week apart? What has been in previous There's years? The, this is the first year for All In since 2017, 2018. Okay. They only did one All In, and it wasn't AEW. Right. It was when they were all. Okay, this was the yeah. second All In. Yep. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, around this time of year, they've done all out. Yeah, yeah, all out is okay. Because of day. because of that, and it's and it, honestly, it sounds like they're going to do it again next year. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is an opportunity. It's it's a once a year thing. I'm not too concerned about it. And I'll tell you why. They chose to revisit the original All In, probably for a lot of reasons, um, and they were able to get Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium was the draw for this, so. It's a bank holiday in England. Labor Day is a bank holiday in America, which is why they said they're traditional all out. I'm okay with it happening because now they have a year to figure out how to better set up these two events. You don't miss the chance of putting a show on at Wembley. And if that was a date to do it, there's a lot of reasons why that's the right date to do it. You don't take, you don't not do that just because you already have the United Center for your traditional all out. So, so I, is, I'm totally, is, is I'm totally okay saying? with it. Now, is, is that what you think happened? You think they already had all out, and then they get the opportunity to get Wembley and they take it? Is that what you're thinking happened? I well, I yes. I, I think that story is out there. Okay. I, that that makes a lot of reason. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make some reasonable sense of what decisions are being made. <laughs> oh in no, you're being totally, and that and that can be extremely hurt. difficult as we go further down <laughs> sure. uh, this. But yeah, I mean. If you're trying to run a business, yeah, and Tony has connections in England, it all makes sense that that would have is how that would have happened. And you know what? If you can do Wembley every year and put yeah. ninety thousand, yeah. then you now you just have a year to now manage that. You snag that opportunity this year, and you know you don't have a large team there. That's having a, there's not a lot of logistics as we learn from All In a little bit just about what we think of as a wrestling company or a business. So. Despite everything that happened this week, and I guess I'm jumping ahead, it was an overwhelming success, and I'm fine with it next year because yeah. I've got a year now to work it out. So, Doug, what no, do you, yeah. t- tell me why I'm wrong. What's, what, yeah, no, what you're not. Do you no, agree? You That's not, not the question, though. I do want to get – the question is, is this too soon? I get mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think anything that you no. said was wrong. I do think – I guess maybe too soon is not the question to ask. It's more have they used the time well, which I don't think that they have. Could I would agree do with that, that as well. Could they yeah. do that next year? Sure, they've got a year to plan. Yeah. I just, I, I, Tony got into this bad habit. I think last year where he started doing pay per views where the like the vast majority of the card was not announced until two weeks or one week before, and I feel like he kept doing that for this time around too, and it's come back to bite him in the ass. It's just not a well thought out pay per view. I mean, there's two Ring of Honor title matches on the main card and like i'll preface this by saying i know that adam cole and mjf they're they're a draw that that team is a good hot act right now so i'll give that one a pass but like samoa joe and shane taylor that is the pre-show match of all pre-show matches and i mean i'm sure that matches will deliver and over deliver on this card but it is not a well thought out card so in that sense yes it's too soon but uh, you know, I'm, I'll give them a pass for it because it's the first year. I think like what EJ was saying, I think they were gifted this opportunity to run Wembley. I think if they run Wembley next year, they, they're going to have to be more more judicious about how they book things. Maybe not have people on both shows. Maybe you just have a core undercard that's on each show by themselves. And then the main event stars can be on both. Because I just... I. I 
there's a lot of missing talent from all out, even excluding the people who are allegedly suspended. Um, and then there's also just kind of thrown together stuff too. I'm just the, the, they had two hours last night to really build up a card. And I think they were only effective of building up one match, which to be, to their credit, they did a hell of a job building up orange Cassidy and Moxley. Yep. Last night. Agreed. Like, I, Agreed. I want to see that match. Yep. And if, and honestly, that match could main event, but they've only done a weak build with that. If they had been building this up a little bit longer, just between the two of them, not just best friends in BCC, I might buy that it could main event. Um, but yeah, I just, it's, it is too soon, but it's more too soon in that they didn't think this out well enough and they didn't book it out well enough. Um, could it work next year? Maybe. Who knows? They're going to they're gonna try a lot of things, though, because they're doing another pay-per-view in, like, a month. And in they October. have to. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, that's the one thing, and maybe this is just me being crotchety old man when it comes to these pay-per-views and, and kind of what happens. If you get Wembley, in my opinion, great. Get Wembley, make it the biggest show ever, but don't turn around next Sunday and ask people to fork over another pay-per-view event card wise like it's just uh it's one of those things where i also think AEW has a habit and and maybe this is good but it's fighter fest or the the uh what's the open which i'd love the two nights at u.s open Mm -hmm. oh grand slam yeah so it's it's grand slam it's fighter fest it's 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 always something that is kind of marketed and i get it it's the wrestling business but i also feel like Man, you really like AEW. AEW has never in four in five just about five years. AEW has never asked their audience to pay fifty bucks back to back. Right? I yeah. I get it. I get it. What they have asked is you pay fifty bucks four times a year. We've had that for a few years. Sure, and it's been fine. They do deliver great content they, on they on on cable with these fighter fests and stuff. So yeah, let's, I like let's, those. So I let's like not those. get let's not get overblown about asking fans to buy another pay per view a week out after they put on the biggest one they've ever done. It's okay. Like like cut them a break. This isn't ideal. Well, this yeah, isn't going to be, this isn't gonna become a model. And let's also just not remember that the main competition. Let's remember the main the main compi- the main competition WWE for years asked people to pick to spend forty nine ninety nine every. Four and a half to six weeks. Sometimes three weeks. And, sometimes. And and now they just ask people to pay ten dollars a month to put something on as often. So let's just not one, let's not blow one, this this fourteen day period out of perspective. Let's focus on what they can deliver and entertain us with. One thing I do want to just clarify real quick. Well, I guess two things really quickly. One, there is a rumor that they're doing this to kind of establish like a baseline of what a pay per view could could draw, which is not a bad idea as by itself. But then the other thing that's kind of gaining steam is that next year's model will be one of these events will not be on pay-per-view. They'll be on some type of streaming platform for free. They're thinking it's going to be the Wembley show because of the time. Yeah, this is that would make perfect sense. Yeah, this is, and that would to make to, we'll so then you're only even if they, they out, even if they out. start doing six pay-per-views a year at 50 bucks or maybe one is on a stream or two on a streaming service. That's still less than WWE. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. so I mean, I don't, I don't see what we're getting. What we're getting. I think, I think just the overall drama is is pulling this storyline in, and because All Out maybe on paper looks odd for a pay per view, 
Oh, it does. I but mean, you know what? Does, but I, I think, I, regardless of all this stuff, we're, which we're about to get into, I don't want to bury, bury this any longer. But I just felt I would still feel like it's really soon. It is. Like, it I is. Feel, I feel that way, well, and I watch the product. I feel it as a fan. Then I'm like, geez, they're turning around and asking us to do for, this. Again. For, but first I wonder. Time it's happened. It is the first time. I wonder how you would feel though if like things were more like cohesive like if you knew the all-out card before all in happened or if you knew like 75 percent of that card would you, you still know feel it soon it, i feel like if they had legitimized and they're working on it it's it might be better next year because they might have legitimized that sort of brain split right collision and dynamite and those things and if i felt like one of those pay-per-views was a little bit more of the dynamite pay-per-view and one of them was a collision pay-per-view i might because there's like two different storylines I, I, there might I be guess. a shot there there might you, be a shot there you're not wrong the only thing that i would say is well i guess two things one the brand split pay-per-views for wwe they've tried them for years horribly wrong. and they, yeah, they, they, horribly they never wrong. went right and two the collision roster is surprisingly shallow I it love is it, not though. deep. It's it my favorite deep. roster. It's my favorite look, roster on AEW. Well, look, look. If you like the show, I'm not here to shit on you. If you, oh, if you like it, it's it's a good show. I'm just mm -hmm. saying that if you really kind of look at the amount of performers who have been featured on there, it's not as many as people actually think. No, and they've all but... already kind of worked together with each other, so they really mm -hmm. need to bring more people in there. I, 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 it's my favorite show on TV right now. That's fair. Anyway, I mean, it, it delivers. It I, delivers. I really do. All right. Let's let's before we get into the mess because we are going to get into the mess. We do have to rewind because we have not had a show since the biggest show in the history of AEW. And history we of wrestling. Really comment. We really haven't commented on this show about like we've done it all in the group chats. We kind of know what everybody thinks. We were basically live watching the show and tweeting at the same time. EJ and I. Um, but let's 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 grade. Let's if we will. Let's grade and well, Doug. I want you to go first. Let's uh, let's give a grade to AEW All In as an overall experience, and then tell me what stood out to you. Remember, che remember, cheats. We gave we gave in our predictions a number, a one to ten number on what that show needed to be. Yes. So so maybe we should go numbers instead of grades. Okay, one to ten number. I'll I, I've got. I remember the number. Eight, you did eight and a half. I think you eight did, and a half. If you told me eight. Or if you told me like seven and a half, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, you could go. Oh, I don't argue with I think, you. I, I think there. I think there's some. There, there's give and take. It's one of those things. It definitely felt like a WrestleMania show where the spectacle of it yeah. elevated everything, and they have not had that. Maybe and that it, first. Maybe ever. that first time that they did Grand Slam when it was uh, Kenny and Brian Danielson. That right. show felt like a huge, huge deal. Um, so this definitely elevated. I mean, we we never gotten this many special entrances in one AEW pay per view. Mm -hmm. Normally, get one or two. We got like at least six or seven that were like really special. Oh, yeah. um, I think you know, in ring wise, I don't think it was the best or even top three AEW pay per views. Yeah. But I mean, I can't really think of anything that was especially like under anything that specifically underperformed in that regards. It was more just like, I mean, I'll say like, I didn't think the bucks and FTR match was as good as their previous matches, but it wasn't that far off. So it's not like, like what am I arguing about? You know what I mean? Um, everything else I thought was, was really good. Uh, Jericho like really turned back the clock. Well, either Jericho turned back the clock or Osprey did a carry job of the millennium. <laughs> it's whatever you want. So to good. 
Osprey is so good. Um, so good. Stadium Stampede, that was that was freaking amazing. Um, I mean, I guess I guess talking about un, like uh, things that didn't really deliver. Uh, I wasn't super into the House of Black and uh, acclaimed match, but it came so late in the card that I feel like that's my reasoning. Like I was just mm. really tired. Everything was going on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so Look, overall, overall, you said eight and a half. I, you can understand half. someone who gave it an eight. Cheats. I'll just tell you, you gave it. You said it needed to be, or it was going to be an eight. That's what we said. We said, what is it going to be? You said eight. I said eight and a half. So we're all lined up. Now, well, cheats. Well, no, cheats. No, no, what no. do you? The question is, what do you think it was? Now we gave the pre, pre prediction. I, I think. think it, I think it was an eight and a half. Yeah. Nobody wants to go nine. I'm not going to argue with a nine. I just personally, I would say eight and a half. Yeah, I'd say eight and a half. I mean, a nine, a nine, nine, five, and ten. I think would have needed a big day, a big <laughs> debut, think, a big return. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. A, There's a big, there were not a, big, a lot of big angles, a big angle change, a big character. You know, if they, if if one of, I'll tell you this: if MJF or Cole, who I think was the best match of the night, okay. I enjoyed every second of that. If they had pulled the trigger and turned one against the other at all in, then I would have given it a nine, maybe nine and a half, depending EJ's, on how. EJ's really onto something too, because I think yep. the the best show that AEW has ever done is that show where Adam Cole and Danielson Daniel debuted, came out of and it NBA. wasn't just because you had two big stars debuting. That also had the uh, the Lucha Bros and Bucks cage match, cage match probably I, yeah. probably the best cage like regular cage match that there has ever been. EJ, you know, what have I said? Of all the couple, you're right. Of all the couple of things that could have happened, you want to say no one's going to argue nine. I would have needed to see, you know, in a different universe, would have loved to have seen Punk and MJF stare off in the ring, uh, something like that. Or, you know, you want to give it a nine and a half or a 10 for that show, then you just have, you have a confrontation with Punk or the Elite or Kenny. Yeah. yeah I, that's why I go nine. I mean, that's why I'm, I go I'm, eight I'm and a half. With you. If there was any, no huge if any of those other things happened, then I'd say nine. Sure. I might hold myself back from saying a nine and a half because I thought top to bottom it was an excellent show. It was. They they oh, they always deliver. They nailed it. They so nailed I, it. Crowd, I gave it an eight. An eight. And uh, and I I gave it an eight. I'm mm -hmm. gonna give this show. I mean, I predicted an eight. Mm -hmm. I, I, for some reason, I had you predicting an eight point eight, but I think you had eight point five. I think I said eight point eight. Yeah, something like that. I'll give it. Yeah, eight point eight. I I, I, I predicted week. an eight. I will definitely give it an eight and a half. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing where I think Doug and EJ both, you're on to something. And this is, we knew this wasn't going to happen. Like we knew going in, Brian Danielson was not going to be there. We right. knew that. We knew Wardlow wasn't on the card. We is knew. Wardlow injured? I think he is. Okay. We I, knew have not, okay. I have not been able to find that out. So I, I don't know. I will believe you for sure. We knew Jade Cargill probably would not be there, and she's not injured. <laughs> I she's don't think she's not. But but we we said to ourselves, hey, without uh, we knew um, Jamie Hader was injured, right? Mm -hmm. So we knew going in, no Jamie Hader, no Jade Cargill, no Brian Danielson, probably no Wardlow. Uh, so we had this list that was like, what could what could happen if maybe if these some of these surprise returns or something could have made this. Over the top, yeah. And you know what? I thought they had done it. I really thought after that women's match or during that women's mm. match, Mercedes Monet was going to challenge Soraya. And if yeah. that had happened, because they showed Mercedes Monet and talk, not only did they show her on the zero hour, they talked about her. 
Yep. My name. Yep. And I was like, oh, it's go- I was hand rubbing. Like, it's going down. And if they set that up, because again, it, I didn't know how much time they would need. But I was like, if they set that up for all out, like I'm there. Like I was, I was, I was trying to figure out some angles. But, but well, Tony, ex- Tony explained in the post media scrum why that didn't happen. So yeah, she's got a boot on. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she's legit injured. And when she was asked about it, he said she's not even medically cleared. We'd love, we'd love to do something, and I think it's bound to happen if you invested that much in her but there was no way she's not anywhere near ring ready so it just yeah i don't i i, I heard an estimate that says that she's probably not going to wrestle the rest of the year i think that's right now i i thought it was great that she showed up mm-hmm. but i think just the simple fact of her uncertainty of when she can wrestle that's why she wasn't revealed she was just sort of there and it's great to show her because it shows and they talked about her Mm -hmm. which is but it wasn't but that but that's all they that's all they could have done that's they couldn't have done they couldn't have made it any more dramatic because she's months away from returning she'll be there one day though i mean i don't Mm -hmm. know how long she'll stay but she's gonna do a match or two in AEW. absolutely inevitable absolutely all right so let's uh let's quickly Really quick, and then you know what we'll do to make this uh, time efficient because I want to spend some time on obviously the controversy and punk and all of that stuff. Uh, but I don't know if you were keeping score, EJ. We'll keep score. We'll talk about what we know that we kept score on. Yeah, and then we'll have Doug weigh in on what you thought about some of these all-in matches before we can transition a little bit. Um, we both had. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but I think we both had. Aussie Open retaining. We did. And zero. So we both had Aussie Open retaining with the caveat of how cool would that curveball be if MJF and Adam Cole won the match, believe it or not. Like, I don't you, – you, first match of the night kind of, you really don't know how hot, hot that crowd is. You knew it was MJF and Adam Cole, so you knew it was going to be sort of hot. That crowd was so hot. Mm-hmm. And at the start of that show – for MJF and Adam Cole and the kangaroo kick and the double close. I mean, it was nuts. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be a big night. That match we both got it wrong. <laughs> we both got it wrong. Doug, did you have any – were you surprised? Did you have I, any thoughts on this? I one? was surprised. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't have been, but I was surprised that they won. I thought that they were – I did not think that Aussie Open would pen either of them, though. I thought that, like, a DQ would happen or something. I didn't think that they were going to shoot any type of, like, big angle to, like – foreshadow the main event but i thought that like a simple dq to get them in and out but i mean to be fair though i kind of like that they're still they're still investing time into adam cole and mjf but also not like cheaping cheaping out like there was no dq in the main event you know what i mean like it's nice for them to see how hot the angle is and to to organically keep it going as opposed to like manufacturing it or doing some dumb BS just to push it another month. Well, that's interesting, Doug, because that's exactly why Cheats and I uh, predicted Aussie Open, Mm -hmm. and it would be some mistake, error, fumble on one of their parts to plant plant the seed for what the main event was going to be. However, however, it would literally – it was one of these two outcomes. Either Aussie Open was going to win because of that or they were going to win the titles, and it turns out they won the titles. and It was a great way to start the, the night. It's a great way to start the night. I really, really loved it. And then EJ, you I don't think we do we even predict the Jack Perry uh hook match. Do we predict it? I don't think we, we did. didn't. We didn't even know we did not address it. it I think kind of late it, because, the late because it got added on Friday Ram Saturday collision, Friday yep. rampage. One of yep. those two. 
I don't think I don't think that match really needed to be there. To be honest, not, I'm not talking about the controversy at all. I'm not no. even talking about either of their abilities as performers. It just it kind of got lost in the shuffle of everything, and I it could have been a cool main event on a on a TV show. If I if I recall correctly, after we gave our predictions last week, we said what surprises could there be, and I and I predicted that Hook was going to come out and challenge Jack Perry for the FT, FTW title, which happened, but I thought it was going to happen at yep. all out. Give it a week to build. Give the dynamite inclusion happen. Don't add it in a zero-hour show, but I think since they were pushing up zero-hour an entire hour to start early, they needed two matches, and they could have worked around that. So, yes, I agree. I wanted to see that. I just thought it would have helped build all out better. Yeah, it was a good match. It just like it, so many other good things happened that it just got lost in, in the shuffle. Uh, it got I lost agree. in the shuffle till it became the uh, yeah, one of them became the yeah. main, the main uh, oh, yeah. point to talk about. But let's move on. I got it. No, I agree with everything you guys keep talking. I agree with everything you guys said, and um, I will just say this Hollywood Jack Perry, or whatever you call him, 10 times better than Jungle Boy. 10 times better. Uh, um, as, to me, as, a, as character, a character, probably, yeah. I think, I think this, this persona where. What's the best way to say it? It's still hard. Like it's not easy to kind of, kind of accept me like into this this new Jack Perry. But I do think that it's just better than Jungle Boy. Like well, I just Jungle I think Boy. All depends on what sucks. angle you're looking at it from. Yes, the Jungle Boy character needed to be changed. Yeah, and but a Hollywood character, sense. a Hollywood character is a de- this character that you do is decent. He clearly did not, has not displayed the maturity to embrace the character or it or anything else, but that's our next discussion. So, so I, yes, I get it, but it's a yes. So but. I, just, I just think if, 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 as far as creative, I think it's better creative. It's better than, than a thousand times better. Um, let's go because, Hey, look, the card starts with the, with the, the real show and it starts off hot because as we just mentioned, uh, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, we both had a lot of commentary about this. And we, I think we both said at the time that this match had the potential. This was one of those kind of uh, grounder matches, if you will. Like, if this match was really good, the card was going to – it could push that card up mm-hmm. a lot higher. That's yep, exactly what we said. If it was a dud, which we didn't think it would be like a dud, but if they didn't, like, live up to some of their previous matches, uh, this card has a chance to be kind of baseline. The actual match itself – we both picked Punk. Punk did win. I will step back and and ask you guys, history wise, where does this fall in the CM Punk Samoa Joe? Very, like, very low. Very low. Yeah, that's yeah. What I, and, and that's that, that's not a knock on the match. That's not a knock on the match. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good opener. I I don't really want to to talk negatively about anything. I think Samoa Joe specifically was really motivated because he's never even come close to performing in that type of crowd. Punk obviously has a lot of experience with those type of crowds from being in WWE. Samoa Joe just never got – because, I mean, Samoa Joe was in WWE, but I don't think he was ever on a WrestleMania. I don't think. I think he was always hurt. You're right. And if he was, he was probably in the Battle Royal or on the pre-show. So I think that this, I think he was really motivated. But I mean, you talk about those two, the the, the trilogy they had in 2004, those, those are, just, they're, they're just classics. They just are. And to be honest, I don't think either of them physically 
could rise to that occasion anymore. Samoa Joe has a lot of injuries on his back. Punk is not the performer that he he used to be. Uh, and I don't necessarily think it's because he's old. I think it's more because of the time he took away from the ring, um, which kind of shows in how often he's been injured since he's come back. Um, but given their limitations, solid match. I don't think like it, it was exactly what it needed to be. It was good. It was good. It was not the best match they've had in their trilogy, but it's the one that they're going to be remembered for most because probably yeah b- because it was in front of eighty one thousand people and it was a spectacle and they and they delivered fine. So yeah, I, they, yeah, and a yep. good match in front of a huge hot crowd becomes yeah. great. It's the biggest of their three matches, but not the best. Yeah, I I can say it more. You guys are exactly right. I was was anybody surprised that it was the first match? I was. I was yeah, I thought it was a little short too for for what they were getting, but they also had a stacked card. So I guess yeah. it shouldn't have been yeah. something so, had to have time cut. Yep. I did not, I did not worry about the length of the match or the quality of the match, but it was, I did when that was named first, a little bit surprised, but far more surprised at what the next two matches were. I thought that the trios match, uh, bullet club and, um, the elite, the golden elite, I thought that that was going to open the show, which is funny because that almost did open the show almost because did. of, yeah, un- unfortunate incidents. And, and again, that was what was next, right? So uh, the Bullet Club versus the Golden Elite, if you will, I had because, again, I was looking at this card holistically and I had, you know, Kenny Omega, Paige and Ibushi winning the match because I was like, you got to give the people what they want. Like I was trying to figure out how to splice it. However, EJ, the collector, you went one up on me. I sure you did. Bullet Club Gold and Takesha got the pin over Omega to win this match. What do we make of all of this? Like, here's the thing. Because the, the first comment, first, the most comments I heard when it comes to this situation was one, Omega should have had his own match at such a big platform, big stadium. If you're not going to do Omega Offspray, which they, I felt like they could have because they built Offspray uh, Jericho very late. Yeah. Right? Just did it in one week. Um, but they could have had Omega Allspray do it again, possibly. I don't know why they didn't, but they they basically could have pulled Omega, who is arguably AEW's biggest star, on argue arguably arguably uh, on top three, top four on AEW biggest night, and give him even a thank like almost I hate to say it this way, but a thank you platform for mm-hmm. all he's done. They did not do that. They put him with Hangman. They put him with Ibushi. They put him with Bullet Club Gold because I did. I like Bullet Club Gold as well, but Jay they could have so had a Jay White Omega match. That would have been so good. So, yep. what you EJ, you got the win. You take the floor. What do you think of just the way that this was carried out? This was the only match, and this is now going back a week. But this was the only match that afterwards I thought, believe it or not, I thought under delivered a little bit. Now, in retrospect, I may not agree entirely with that, but I thought just sort of the, yeah, because maybe because all the other matches I think over-delivered. This one, because it was six guys, I thought there was a hint of, not sloppiness is not the right word, but there was a little bit of sloppiness trying to pull off everything that those six talents can pull off. Six, six, Six men are tough matches anyway, and when you have all have guys who are spectacular, that can just lead to, a, to anything with anybody getting jumbled. And I think it did, and I think that's why I took away. I was like, 
Oh, yeah, that was that's okay. But I have some thoughts on this. I was surprised when this was second. It would have been fine first. I was surprised when it was second because I was amazed that they were shooting off two of their top stars, Punk and Omega, right out of the gate. It's a yeah. long night, long night, long show. Wow. Okay. Geez. Go give them. Um, I'd already gotten over my feelings of Kenny should be in a singles match because, yeah, of course. And um, Osprey would have been great, but we saw that a few months ago. So I think. He's, they're trying to really build up to Takeshka, but I also remembered him the whole time. All right, all out is the following week. They got to save some stuff for that. So when it became this, I I was pleased that okay, Omega Takeshka at all out, great. This one was just a little sloppy for me, but I chose Bill Cup Gold because there's they from day one they've been protecting Jay White, and he and rightfully so, he's great. Second, secondly, because Punk won the first match. I said, well, there's no way Punk is going to win and Omega and the Young Bucks are going to lose. That just is not going to happen due to egos. So if so, that's why when, when, the, when Omega lost, that's just how I knew that, okay, they're evening it out, and that's why the Bucks are – that's why Bullet Club's going to win. And that's ultimately what I thought of going into it, which, which is why I made my Bullet Club prediction because I was confident that Bucks were going to win the tag titles. So I knew that one of them had to take an L and that's, and that combined with Jay white is why I chose bullet club gold. And I, and I cashed in and I, and I nailed it. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Because Jay white is that good. That's the reason. He is. He is. Is, Jay, he, the mean, most, is he the most underrated talent? In yes. Age? Yes. Uh, underrated well, talent. I think he's appro getting appropriately related. He he is going to be in the main event scene pretty soon. He the, pretty only much is. the only thing I'll say about that that regards is that him and Osprey are always going to be linked together because of their time in New Japan, and I always vastly appreciated Jay White more. Osprey is a way better in ring athletic performer, but in terms of character nuance and long term storytelling, Jay White it, it laps. Osprey just laps him. Yeah, you're probably right as a character. Absolutely. There's definitely more of that. And like, you know, just the prospect, this is why I'm not so concerned about AEW, despite Punk and Jack Perry, is that MJF, Jay White, and quite likely Will Ospreay oh, will dope. be will, will be top stars in 2024 on AEW. Let's let's just just for the sake of time, I like this, but let's move on because you said something very interesting, EJ about your kind of lined up on predictions the next match you based off of your theory at the time mm -hmm. you went bucks that's right victory. i went ftr it's all said and done now ftr did get the victory so we're back to being even good for good for the bucks for doing the right thing i just uh, didn't I, I didn't think they had it in them i i i don't know why people think that though because like the I mean, the only thing that's really come up between the Bucks and FTR is that the Bucks apparently, allegedly, didn't want to to work FTR. But a lot of people, even on the Punk side, has said that it was less about the Bucks and more about Tony's long term long term booking plans last year when the FTR had all the belts. But like the the Bucks have always put over different talent i mean they lost in what like the second round of the like the private the party they put over so like they have no problems putting them over and they they do 
they might have an antagonistic relationship overall with FTR, but there's definitely respect there. And I think the Bucks know that they've uh, they've kind of established who who they are by now. Whereas FTR is FTR is too has as well, but they're still on that run that that cements everything. Whereas Bucks already had that run when they were tag champs for like a, a year or something like that. I acknowledge that they have put over plenty of guys and they have good in, they have generally good intentions with FTR and I agree with everything you say. I think outside forces and factors that have created an animosity in, in the locker room, the atmosphere. And that as much as I think it was time, I think the if the, you can't argue with the fact that is the is the Bucks ready to take those titles back in this, especially because of kind of everything that's gone on. I, I think that storyline wise it would have worked too. Uh, I, I, I like I all your, I like I like all your thinking. I'm glad FTR won. I am too glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad FTR won, and I'm glad the Bucks made the right decision to put over the right people. I Look, too, and at the added end, them. and at the end of the day, right now we're talking about two Hall of Fame Hall of Fame teams. But right now, FTR is just better in the ring. They just are. Definitely, definitely, yes. The FT watching FTR wrestle, you can actually see how, while talented, limited the Bucks are. Yeah, I think the Bucks have been hurt a lot the past what, like six mm-hmm. months. There was like what was a double or nothing mm-hmm. where where I don't remember. I think it was Matt got really hurt an ankle. Um, but yeah, but yeah, they definitely mm-hmm. they're they're definitely limited. I think mm-hmm. the, the extent that they put into their matches is really starting to wear a toll on them. Whereas FTR just by the style that they wrestle, they're much more durable. Yeah, of course. The only thing, well, let, let me take it back real quick. I guess the only thing that did surprise me was if you told me that the Bucks were going to win the titles, I guess I wouldn't be surprised only because of the, the Cash Wheeler arrest. True, true. Yeah. That, that definitely factored in for all those reasons. And I think there was a desire. I mean, I think, I, you know, I'm not going to speak for anybody. So, yeah, I mean, um, the right the right move happened. So at I the think end so. of the day. I think so too. Definitely. Yeah, and I and I think they delivered a good match. I, I they, it, it was a it was, mm-hmm. a, it was mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I just didn't think it was like that first match that they had um during the pandemic. I thought that that was a, a classic, classic yeah. match. There, and it did not get only, to that level. There was only one really odd part of that match, and I think I texted it to you, EJ, while it was going on. There was like right before the final pin call, mm-hmm. it looked like the Young Bucks had the win. And like they, did you see this? They like look like he pulled FTR up. Did you oh, see that? Oh, probably. I, it didn't, I, that, I can't it remember like, it, so it didn't stick out. But like that, okay. that happens a lot in AEW. And that's something yeah. that people, that's like, something people do not like to talk about with AEW because it's honestly um, like it's on the referees. Hmm. The referees miss a lot of things. Hmm. Just like it was so weird because it was right before the final pin call, but it looked like the Young Bucks had it, like had it done, and it was like instead of like you know it didn't, like, it didn't jump out, out of me. like a pull up, and then I was like, oh, there's no way, you have to, like there's no way the Bucks win this match simply because of that. Like I mean, the match ended literally less than a minute later, but huh. I was just like, my goodness. Um, but I enjoyed the match. I agree with you guys. I think the right people won. But uh, but I was su- again super surprised that your first three matches you were throwing out arguably your biggest stars. You know your punk, your punk it. Omega Bucks. Like I was like, ooh, this is gonna I, you know is the rest of the night gonna be snoozers? Fortunately, no, it wasn't. I actually but... thought the opposite. I enjoyed it, thinking, oh man, the rest of the night it, it didn't turn out that way. But I was like, oh, they must have got something super planned. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, oh, they're gonna do some really big stuff. 
because they're doing this now. Yeah, and, it, it the pacing definitely made it seem like there was going to be a, a yeah. lot of big things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. All right, so we're 1-1. One, one, uh, EJ cheats 1-1. One, one. We both got one wrong so far. And then we both got one wrong because we went into – this stadium stampede situation mm. with Cassidy best friends, Eddie Kingston and Pinta versus the BCC. We both picked BCC. Yeah. And we were both wrong. Yeah. Well, so, that's okay. I, I mean, I, I, lo- I did love the match. Uh, that match was great. There, there's some of this stuff that was a little gimmicky, like the spears and the head type thing, but, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I enjoyed that was a, it. That was a good visual thing though. They clearly, I mean, it was clearly real, but they clearly had rehearsed it or talked about it a lot beforehand. Yeah. I mean, that's a very, I don't think that's a common spot in Japan, but I mean, there, there's a lot of images of Japanese hardcore wrestlers doing that oh, type of yeah. stuff. Oh, so, Moxley, like, Moxley already has the dents from previous yeah, ones. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. put it right in the slot there and it works just fine. That's a common hardcore deathmatch yeah, yeah. thing to use. So. I mean, I don't even watch that type of wrestling that much and i've seen images of that like mm-hmm. the, the skewers fanning out right. so yeah right. it was clearly rehearsed and planned D- did we need more eddie yeah we <laughs> always. did always. yeah oh, exactly thank you doug always i mean eddie <laughs> l- l- let's be real though I-, I think the very clear direction which we can see which is which is thankful if it goes this way is that moxley is going to beat cassidy and then kingston at some point will probably beat moxley for which is the the best move that they could do do we get uh, Kingston Claudio? Like, why aren't we getting this yet? We already got it though. We had it. It happened on our and Ring it of was Honor. Just okay. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor just doesn't need to exist, man. Oh, oh, it hurts. Oh. Uh, I right, mean, well, you're not you're not wrong, I, but it hurts. Uh. I I don't know where I don't exactly. I I think I know Doug where you're saying is probably true. I don't fully know where the full BCC goes from here per se. Neither um, do I. I don't necessarily know where Santana and Ortiz fit in, but I really want a big I want a big run from them. I enjoy them quite a bit. Oh, Santana mm-hmm. Ortiz should have been tag champs by now. Yeah, I think they were on their way. I think and so then too. the Santana yeah. injury really, really hurt them. But I, I just timing wise, but I enjoyed seeing them. Um, you know, Stadium Stampede, I will say this for you know the type of match that it is. I'm, I never leave disappointed. I really enjoy the stadium stampede. That was probably mm-hmm. my favorite stadium stampede. And it was a big stadium. <laughs> it's a big yeah. stadium stampede. Yeah, they, they got into, what, the, the 200 level at least. So it was fine. It was good. It was as long as it needed to be. It had a crazy amount of blood and violence, which you expect from all those yep. guys. Um, and, yeah, good, good, for the, good for the best friends. Orange Cassidy was definitely to help and set up Eddie Kingston later on because he was on Dynamite last night. So, yeah, you really can't take – can't complain too much for it if you're looking to criticize a stadium stampede match. You Can know? we quickly talk about last night's finish? Oh, this is the Eddie kingston Willie oh, Uta yeah. match. <laughs> Where literally – I was just going to say, because, uh, again, everybody knows that I think Eddie Kingston is the best technical wrestler that's ever done it since Bret Hart. Not. Uh, yeah, he's very sloppy. It, and he, uh, it was like a spinning backhand. Willard fir- gets up and says, "Hit me again!" And then just Eddie like knocks it out. Well, the first one was a, the first one was a slap, which ended up being a slap, and it was funny. Hey, no, you said it wrong. Eddie Kingston is the best technical wrestler in AEW, named Eddie Kingston. Horrible. <laughs> Here's the thing about Eddie Kingston, because I like he's been around. For so long, I saw him at Chikara when they came to Richmond in like 2014 or 2015. Oh, wow. He he has was always 
like a decent character, but never that good in the ring. But just being an AEW definitely motivates him to reach that next level. Um, but his in-ring work is just is just going to be hit and miss. Like when he had a match with Punk, I thought he was at the top of his game. He was when good. He a match a with, good match. When he had a match with Jericho, I thought that things were slow as molasses. I I remember the ma- I remember the one. I thought it was a good match. I, thought, he, I remember Eddie because I remember being surprised that Eddie had a good match once in my life. He's um, definitely he's motivated. He is he, and he is what he needs to be. The wrestling has he always is, had what, bru- bruisers and bullies, and he, it's fun. Yeah, he is a compelling character, and he does deliver. Yeah. Speaking from one uh, who I one wrestler who I don't have a very high opinion of in ring skills to another wrestler. Who I don't have a very high opinion of entering skills. Yet this particular wrestler just won. EJ, you called it the Women's World Championship because mm-hmm. I did not put the belt on Soraya. Uh, She's getting EJ, better though. EJ, you did. Yep. Uh, and you were right, my friend. Triple threat match here: Tony Storm, uh, Sheeta, Brett Baker, DMD. Who I picked? Who lost? Uh, what do you think? What do you guys think of Soraya? Having that moment, because when she walked out with her family, I was like, oh, I'm, so I'm screwed. Yep. I'm going to lose this bet. I know it. But she had not only her family moment to walk out, she also had the moment where she took the belt in Wembley, gets the big pop. Uh, you know, I don't need to go into details about the match, but what do you think about Soraya <laughs> having that moment? Here's what I'll just say about it. I knew it was going to happen beforehand that she, Tony got queen for he let her family come out it was fantastic star of the night is her mom uh who took a who sold a great shot from tony storm and was trying to leap defense uh i'm so happy for her for her family say what you want about Paige, but she tony gave her that moment because i guess in some way she's earned that moment simply just by her fortitude and coming back after being told uh, that she was never going to wrestle again. I've got no problem with it. Doesn't matter how long she's champion for. It won't be that long. But so great that just sort of that opportunity presented itself and Tony was supportive of it. I'm with EJ. It should not be a long title reign. If you want to give it like two or three months, that's fine. Um, and even if she puts over Britt Baker, because Britt obviously lost their first match. I, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I mean, th- I don't think Soraya is as bad as people make her out to be. She definitely has is she's not what she used to be well no. let's just well she's not she's not she even can. probably ha- she's not even probably half of what she used to be she used to be probably a top 10 women's wrestler in the world and now she's struggling top 100 um, oh, that's a, I mean, but but it's a significant drop off dog it is she has significant career ending injury it's okay but she but, she, but i feel like she's improving though you know what I mean? Yeah, she she seems more comfortable. I think I mean ring rust is a real thing, and that first match with Britt Baker was ring rust. If I ever saw ring rust, well, I'm not going to criticize her because she had a career and yeah. injury. So At the age anything of what, like 23. Yeah, so she's doing things that none of us could do. So good oh, for yeah. her. Good for her. Good for her. We'll go back to bashing her next time next week. But yeah, let's move on. Uh. We both got this one right. I think everybody in the arena could get this one right. Sting and Darby Allen take out. <laughs> we take out uh, Swerve and Christian Cage. I will say this: the Christian accent. Cage is still Christian Cage is still one of my favorite characters in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like Christian Cage to me is gold. I don't like. I think he they're using him perfect. 
I think him having like the TV belt that he didn't earn is hilarious. I think he's mean. I think I think I think I said this last week, and I still agree with this. I think he's the biggest heel, like pure heel now in AEW. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because MJF is basically a face now. So yeah, you're right. Yep. And I like my only thing was I wish he'd just like walked out and was like, I'm over this. I don't need this match and just left. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> like done something really shitty. Uh, but I, 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 we both got it right in the sense that Sting and Darby went over. And this was, again, this was another match where you can just give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Nobody loses anything. Uh, <laughs> except, I, except years off Darby Allen's life. I Except usually years off of Sting's life too. That yeah, I usually I usually push back when people say, you know, Darby, you know, he's gonna he's got to he's got to stop doing. Dar, I usually like, nah, let Darby do what he wants to do. Uh, when he did that coffin spot off the coffin, I literally said, okay. I thought he died. I yeah, like, I, said, mm. I honestly though, you know, these spots because he because he's been doing these for so long, it's never those matches where I think like, man, his career is going to cut short. It's when he does matches with like Miro and Miro like manhandles him to no end. I'm like, that is not good, dude. <laughs> Darby Allen versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, <laughs> very entertaining match. Sting, do it as long as you want to do it, pal. It's 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 been fun to watch. Don't don't do the accent again. Though. That was terrible. Yeah. I like the Joker character that he does. I yeah, like I, mean, I, yeah. I liked I liked it in, there. I liked it in, T, in TNA. It's fun. You know, if he doesn't go full TNA in it, it's great. But the way he's picked that it was great. It's fine. I'd love for him to pick an, uh, like an AEW unique personality. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I just I just also feel like like I think they actually use Sting well in AEW. They mm-hmm. do. Like they use him. He's appropriate to yeah to his to his legendary status and his ability and while i am very hard on you know eddie kingston and soraya both i just was about their kind of in-ring ability like obviously we know that stings like 72 years old now i mean he's in his 60s um they say, say that though. say that again he's in his 60s right so it's like his finger splash isn't gonna look like he jumped i'm like i'm fine <laughs> But he does. I mean, to be honest, though, like, I mean, maybe, maybe on Sunday it wasn't the best. But his other matches, he he definitely rises to the occasion. Yeah. In in a way that a sixty four year old can. I don't think he's yeah. phoning anything in. This no. is not. I mean, did you see the clips of uh uh the NWA World Title match with Tyrus running the ropes? <laughs> like he's not that. Right. Right. And he's still yeah, going through. He's, he's still going still through tables. Let's just say it's about Sting. Sting, I think, is still doing what he loves. Yeah. Sting can do one more great thing for AEW before he leaves and retires, which I think I would imagine this is the plan too. Again, I'm trying Whatever to be, I'm trying time. to be, I'm trying to be a reasonable, looking from a storyline business with a wealth of experience. I think Sting, at some point when he retires, it would make sense to me right now, at least. You use it if you're going to put Darby Allen as your world champion. Sting and Darby Allen, I think will have well, that will be Sting's last match. I don't see. I, I, I you don't I, think so? I think there'll be a. I think, I think reasoning, your reasoning is solid, but I don't think Sting has a singles match in him. I really don't. Maybe it'll be some like dramatic match, like Undertaker and AJ, something like Maybe, that. Maybe, but but they could also do. I mean, they could have Darby and Sting finally going for the tag title matches, which they've never done because they're undefeated as a tag team. Yeah, so, it's not, but it's not reasonable for Sting to be a tag team champion. No, but yeah, they yeah. could. But that could be his last hurrah. They win is, and they vacate. Is the there even a person? Let's just be honest with you. There might not be a person in wrestling 
But is there even a person active on the AEW roster that's truly, genuinely worthy of Sting's last match? Mm, what, um, sure. Right. Sure. I Jay mean, White, MJF, maybe. They're worthy of Sting's last match? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it could, MJ, definitely. M maybe Ome I was thinking maybe Omega. I don't think Omega needs it, and here's what I'll say. I don't think you need it. I'm thinking this is for Sting. But I see. I, I I'm not more of the the worthy thing. I'm more of who needs who who would it benefit. I don't think it would benefit Kenny Omega. So why do it? Right. And I can I can see a scenario MJF. where it benefits Darby. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that they're going to do a singles match with Sting. I just don't see it. I think they would have done it by now. Well, maybe. maybe. Where where are we at our count? Because I've EJ, you're up at least one now. I'm up at least one now with Soraya. With the Soraya win. We both got speaking of people that are worthy of you know big time matches in a legacy young lion-ish match. We both picked Will Ospreay. We were both correct on that. Best question, wrestler in the world. Yeah, that was the, that was the question. I, I think I asked it in the chat. Is there a wrestler? better in-ring wrestler in wrestling than Will Ospreay? No. Full stop. I, I, I don't think so either. I mean, if you want to tell me, like, as a complete package, like with character work or whatnot, you could argue a, a ton of other people, but pure in-ring right now, no, Os Osprey's there. And and that's coming from somebody who still thinks that Osprey is a little overrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think, I think he's the best in the business. I think he's the, the best in-ring in the the only thing I'm thinking about say about Osprey is that I don't think he is better than Omega at his peak or Okada at his peak or even Danielson at his peak, but his peak is pretty pretty damn high. It's it's great. I mean he Has pulled he reached it yet. Uh that's a great question. That is yeah. a great question. He he pulled a match out of Jericho though that I didn't think was gonna happen because I didn't right. give one toot about this match. And like the grand scope, like when they announced it, I was like, nobody wants to see Jericho versus Osprey, but they somehow made it worthwhile. Jericho really, really delivered. I am trying to absorb as much Will Osprey as I possibly can. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to go find a, a stream to a Rev Pro show that he does, but I mean, I want to see highlights of everything Will Osprey does, and that's why I really hope. And the fact that they have now teased the storyline of his contract being up, which I'm assuming is legitimate. If and I've said this as, as long as I've been on this show, if Osprey wants to live in America for two years, two and a half years, and work, you know, I guess at one point I thought an independent run, which AEW is now the professional independent company to do, you know, certainly made more sense over WWE. Um, so I've, I've been wanting Will Osprey to join. AEW since its inception. He's um, think of like all the matchups he could have. He's the best wrestler in the world. And I just want to see more Will Ospreay. That match, I give credit to, to Jericho. Um, and I hope, you know, we don't need to see another run of those, but think about Ospreay with all those guys in the roster. I am best wrestler on the planet. So this is what I'll say. And this is, brings back to what Doug's point is. Will Ospreay this year in May turn 30 years old. 30. So what I'm going to give him is I'm going to give him the next four years. This is modern day wrestling. They go a lot longer than this, but I'm going to give him the next four years. 
between 30 and 34 to be to see if this is the window. Like if 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 he figures out a way, match wise, travel wise, to be the top wrestler in the industry during this run, the next three to four years. I mean, I already think he's the best in ring wrestler we have like going today. But that peak question that Doug brought up is a really good one. Does will he get the matches, the support, the booking that will allow him to showcase these types of performance in high levels? Because again, what do you need to really be the top top of your peak run? I think if you know, I think you need a Osprey, not Jericho, but an Osprey signature solid Osprey Jay White in Wembley, right? You need some of those types of matches. And then when you get those matches, whether it's Osprey Danielson and this huge, right. you know, platform, right? Then you deliver, right? I'm right. not worried about him delivering, but will he get those matches to get the run? Uh but I love I love Os. There is one part of me that says, and this is I might be this might be all this is where you guys might throw tomatoes at me. But I looked at Osprey, seeing him going at the height, and there is a part of me in the back of my mind that says, "Man, what if Logan Paul was just bred to wrestle?" <laughs> I mean, I, I see it. I I see it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, because it's again, like you know, the, there's a lot of similar athleticism height, but it's like one guy was we knew one guy was a wrestler from the time he stepped out. You know what I mean? And another guy just kind of hopped into wrestling. <laughs> right? That's true. So, That's all right, true. EJ, you're up one. You're about to go up two as we go through uh, finishing up kind of our – we'll just go kind of quickly to finish it up uh, with All In. But you got the acclaim getting the trios built. I had my one of my favorite – Factions and all of AEW. Mine, mine too. Mine too. It. I was wrong. You were right. All right. Let's be mindful in regards to time to get to where we are. Uh, any any reflections? Any surprises with the claim going over? It was no. good. Yeah, it was just fine. Match. It's okay for House of Black. They can go torture and intimidate another trio faction they'll probably have the titles back before too long i think uh, malachi the, needs to go singles the way they the way they were setting up um billy gun's return you knew that was how it was yeah. gonna happen yeah. EJ's right. yeah as a as a vehicle for introducing new custom belts i didn't see that one coming and those that, belts are tight they're okay it's a, it was a little it's bit scissor. of a, they they i like it's awesome i like the pink leather the scissor make me roll, makes me roll my eyes a little bit, but nah, but yeah. whatever, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm with all of you when you say that. I mean, I just love House of Black so much, and I, they're and real I good. They, they've been. I don't know if I want them to split just yet, but I also no, I don't think they should split. But I think Malachi should do singles match. Yeah, and make Brody and and Buddy go after tag titles. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm fine. I makes makes perfect sense. I I, and I, I want I want Julie to compete more. That those all four of them are so ultra talented. I was a little surprised how over Brody King was. Like they yeah. were doing he's, the Brody he's amazing. King. They love yeah, him. Yeah, he's over. absolutely. I really enjoy House of Black. He, I enjoy. He might be the most underrated one in AEW. That's a good. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he got may, a talent. He and may be the most underrated one. He is a great performer. Mm -hmm. Love him. Love him. Uh, and, a but, and, and a figure collector too, big time. Yeah. 
he's on he's on all Danhausen's and Ethan yeah, Pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the main event. This is Europe two. Uh, did we even call the main event? Did we predict it? Yeah. Did we both pick him, Jeff? No. What did we I, do? I picked Adam Cole. You picked MJF. I would. I would have picked Adam Cole. So I got look. So you still won, but I closed the gap. You're right, right. So the, you're the, the house, the house of the acclaim saved saved it for me. Got me the you win. Did get the win by one. MJF Adam Cole. I thought it was brilliant. I thought the build was going into All In. I thought it was the one they really did a brilliant job in building. It was. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the match delivered. I love the fact that they're tag champs. I can't say anymore. It was outside of again the surprises or lack thereof. I can't say more that the main event truly, in my mind, really delivered. Um, what say you, Doug? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I don't know how great. I mean, it, it definitely delivered in every way. I mean, the only thing I was, I, I would have put my money that Adam Cole won. I, if you would have told me that Adam Cole would win without turning, I would believe you because I thought that they might keep that going, but I thought that Adam Cole was going to win. I thought that, that was going to be like his grand coronation. But if they're going to keep this team together and give it legs, which is great, then yeah, MJF probably needed to. Because, I mean, you can't have Adam Cole beat MJF and then just expect MJF to be fine with a team for the next two months. Like, that's not going to that's not gonna last. It's going to be a big suspension of disbelief. Right. I mean, they're, just like there were two ways to go, in the Aussie Open MJF Cole story with them winning the, t- with them challenging for these titles. There is two ways this MJF Cole is going to end, of course. MJF's going to turn or Adam Cole's going to turn. And when they when Cole and MJF won their ROH titles, I thought I might be in trouble because I thought in order to have one of them turn, they didn't have the tag titles. So I kind of figured, okay, it was going to be MJF winning, but yes, they if they chose to pull the trigger on what I believe is going to happen at some point yeah. with Adam Cole actually in, in a, with Ad, Adam Cole turning now. Now for I a agree. long for a long time. You didn't agree with me a few weeks ago. You I said agree today. I okay, agree after the kingdom uh, stuff. Yep, after of course after all that. Yeah. I've been saying I've called it the whole time. Eh, not the whole time. Because at some yeah, point I said MJ, MJF MJF is the ultimate heel. He's great, but I've maintained all along he's so good. That you could have him as a face. He'll yeah. be a, he'll be just as big a face as he was a heel oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. he is he is a generational talent and possibly and the probably the best overall wrestler in the business right now. Um, not right not 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 because of his ability because that's Will Osprey. Not because of overall everything because in some way that's Roman Reigns on some level. But like best wrestler, you know, best character in wrestling, best character in wrestling is MJF. So once this heel, this face character began, I thought AEW has an opportunity to capitalize on what would inevitably happen, but it was the right time to do it because the crowd's gotten so behind him, they ought to turn him face. And I think it, I think people have had poo-pooed that idea, but I think clearly now that's the way it's going to go. And it won't be as big a surprise when Adam turns as it could have been. Nope, it won't. But, it won't but, I was, but, I'm on it now, and I wasn't on it before. He's right, 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 right. So there you go. Great match. Great match. They're, this is as good a story as anything else going on in wrestling right now. It's, Partially because... No, EJ. Plus what? It's the best story. Yes, yes. yes. The, the bloodline has bloodline taken a different... Good. 
a different peaked and has a different turn. And this is the best story in wrestling, <laughs> bar none. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, all right, gentlemen. We got to talk about it now. We have made it an hour and seven minutes. Well, we had to cover now, all in, but now we, we have to we talk did about cover all in. Mm-hmm. It is time. Let's let's use the remainder of our time. Yep. To talk about what happened after all in mm-hmm. and what seems to be another yet again, EJ. Yep. Another. Yep. Problem backstage, personal. And the common denominator, EJ, again, is CM Punk. CM Punk, the lightning rod that is, seems to have... I, You know, I will say this. Before we go, I'll let you have the floor. But I, I would say this. And you remember, I said, when he came back and Collision started, I said he'd play nice at least till the end of the year. Before something happened... And all hell goes loose, just like Terrell, Terrell Owens, Odell Beckham, all of these. I was like, I give it until the end of the year. Be that it may, it may not be his fault. EJ, I'm sure, is going to tell me why it's not. But mm. it's, again, a CM Punk controversy that leaves CM Punk suspended. And now we're starting to hear that Tony Khan is starting to get, is starting to wear things. All right. <laughs> I mean, it just... I I love everything about CM Punk. I think he's great. You're not wrong in the sense that yeah, he's Terrell Owens. And now, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna because they're yes. Well, let me just yes, he's been the common denominator in a lot of drama. There is a lot of drama though that's happening. It sounds like in AEW outside of punk and i think that's the real story is the overall leader leadership structure of this business that's fair that's fair so let me just say that punk is still at the root of all that drama but Ooh, it I, don't, is I don't problem. i don't think he, i don't think he's at the root of this problem the root of this problem is tony khan the root of this pro the root of this problem this weekend was Jack Perry. Uh, Punk started this one. For, okay. Any, anything else that we say about this has to, I have to say this, which is my large point. I don't put Punk in the top three of who's at fault from this weekend. I, I could, I'll tell you why. And I could take an argument. He might not be the top five. That, Tony if Khan, you put the Bucks anywhere close to this, then you're okay. just, then you just, you're, you're misreading the situation. Let's go. Tony Khan's a bigger problem right now. I mean, that's a, Jack. I feel like Jack, Jack Perry was a much bigger problem this weekend. Nope. Nope. Who I think might be the real problem are is we got so many different versions of this story within a couple of hours that the wrestling journalism company who's you know i i, I think going back to blaming sean ross app <laughs> no actually in this case i'm i'm bringing just everyone who okay they're they're not as worse though the problem is they're the people who are the sources backstage who leak this stuff to this to these journalists this has been That's going on cm punk no no it is Nick Houseman is punk. Okay, look, Nick Houseman and has basically Nick Houseman is punks. Everybody else's is 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 
other people because you, yeah, you, you don't want me to getting, say the Bucks. But Nick Hausman is putting out these reports okay. within minutes of things breaking. Within minutes. So Brian Alvarez reports on this mirror story, which is the biggest thing that's been debated is the, did the mirror thing happen or did it not? I, and no, and Nick Hausman, within minutes of Brian Alvarez said it, says, well, Punk told me that's not true. The whole desire, the whole desire now, I, and it used to be one of my my prime things to do is to get this juicy gossip. But with the inaccuracy of what gets reported, I no longer have like much of the desire to know because I mean, everything that's happened with the it was incident last year with this weekend. This has happened in wrestling the entire time. You could li you could do a number. Not, not with the it's, same people. Not with oh, the same people with the same issue that doesn't get resolved. Sean Sean Michaels and Bret Hart didn't last this long. It didn't last this long. It lasted what, uh, probably six months. They didn't like each other, but they didn't have any issues until when they first had an issue. Until the screw job, I want to say that's like six months. Well, I th I'm Doug. I am much more interested in hearing your rationale about it because sure, if I was CM, if I was CM Punk, I wouldn't like it if somebody named Jack Perry got in my face either. Well, and and I, I can't believe I'm actually agreeing with some things Cornette said. But like, if you you're try a brave to man for listening to Cornette. If you fr I, I don't listen to Cornette. I catch a couple of his YouTube okay. videos. Some, I, I, so I, I, I do not listen to Jim Cornette. I, say this, I don't, but I've really recently started digging into these uh, charts. A lot of people listen to Cornette twice. I am far more interested two in hearing. On hearing two of the top I'm, five wrestling podcasts in the country. His, his nine-minute videos summarizing things that I'm interested in hearing and knowing more about, of which these things were, I cannot watch a video. I don't really care about any of his other opinions, but like <laughs> ugh. Jack I think I think Jack Perry didn't I think Jack Perry did the wrong thing. I think in the wrestling parlance, CM Punk did what I think any wrestler throughout history would have done. And I don't like the fact that but overall, I don't like the fact that Tony Khan has said enough of this shit. He can he can he can fire Jack Perry. I don't think you should fire CM Punk because CM Punk's his number one draw, no matter what oh, you say. He's not the number one draw. MJF is a big draw. Uh, that, that, that is MJF, that is very much of recent now become the case. Certainly, maybe with Adam seeing how this Adam Cole MGF thing play out, yes, it's probably CM Punk with MJF's about to eclipse it and maybe has up until now still. Punk has been the number one moneymaker for that company. I think he continues to get – he's going to get superseded by MJF because he's that good. But not having Punk at all this weekend I think is a horrible idea. So for, doesn't matter, everyone knows how I feel. Everyone who watches the show knows how I feel about Punk versus challenges that are happening in the locker room. I believe Tony's the problem. Doug, the floor is yours. Okay, well, a couple things real quick before we dive into like the, the actual incident. Uh, about him being a draw, I'm kind of over the whole business rationale for CM Punk. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just completely over that. What I will say though is, as it comes to all out on Sunday, I think it is crap that Tony Khan hasn't said one way or another if he's going to be there. 
I think he should have made that call either mm-hmm. way. I mean, like, I think, if, he's if done, was, I think he's done it by having them announce the card on Dynamite yesterday. No, he said and today, not being... no, he did a media call today and said that he hasn't made the call yet if Punk is going to be on the show. I think that that is that's because he probably doesn't know because he probably hasn't exactly. talked to Punk. But and that goes to your point. I mean, I agree with but, you. But if it's you but it's but it's on it's on him to make it right. It is. It's on Tony to make it right. Not I. I I agree. It, Tony needs to man up and make some decisions, yeah. hard or not, and just stick by them. But he doesn't, and it's he indicates it's, it's his company. It is his company, and the and culture she, there sucks. It just does, or at know. least the culture with regards we, to this. Now let's. We think because none of us really know. We yeah, think because we, we don't really know. Sorry, keep going. Well, I mean, we do think, but we also we can see with our own eyes where you have Punk a year ago, almost to the day, talking for twenty minutes, bashing the company. And the executive vice presidents, you could argue what they actually do as EVPs. That's fine, but they still are EVPs. And he's up there trashing them as well as one of the top young stars in the company. And Tony didn't do anything. Right. He should He should have been cut it up. I think he should have been to go tell Paige and the Young Bucks. Punk had nothing to do with Colt Cabana not being yeah, on TV. I, I agree with That's what okay. he should have done. Punk, okay, let's talk Punk, about Punk, uh, Punk, Punk, well, we shouldn't we shouldn't revisit last year too much. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't because, want to either. But we we have. I mean, we can have different opinions. I believe everyone was. I believe everyone was in at fault last year, but Punk was definitely beat. People were coming at Punk. Punk's not going after people. But see, this is where I disagree, and I'm only going to go back you. to. I'm going to go back to the well last year on just one thing. On just one What's, thing. Where's so going you after said, people? You said earlier way earlier when we were just talking about the cards, you, you brought um, Jack Perry's maturity into question. And I would assume that maturity is because on yeah, air, Jack Perry, Jack Perry referenced a CM Punk story. Okay. Well, two things about that. One, where was this maturity talk when CM Punk on live national television called out Hangman Adam Page? You mean, you mean last year or for not having his toys being told? No, last year. When he came back from injury, he sat in the middle of the ring didn't have a program with that Hangman Adam Page. It wasn't factored into it at all. And he called out Hangman Adam Page. Where was the maturity talk there? Was Hangman no, Adam Page it? there? Then I don't think anybody him. says CM Punk's mature. I don't think CM Punk's mature at all. Who okay. says that CM Punk's an adult? Okay. I just want to. I just want yeah, to. I don't that. think. I, you think he's an adult, DJ? I don't think he's an adult. I think he's. If you're comparing him to Tony Khan and some of the other talent, yeah. No. So we're talking, we're talking about Jack Perry, though. CM Punk Let's talk about Jack Perry, Because Jack Perry just did what CM Punk did last year. The only mm. difference is last no. year, Hangman no. did not confront Punk. How is it no. different? How it's is different, it different because Punk believed he had reason, right or wrong, to go cut a promo on Hangman Page. Because Hangman Page had cut up, you know, in response to Page's promo on him. Which but which CM all Punk which all hold on which all had was based in this feeling about the Colt Cabana situation. Here's Jack, Pe- Jack Perry did it on the show's biggest show ever, creating a headache for Tony because he didn't get his way a few weeks prior. That's well, not the same at all. Here's the thing, okay, and and we are going to wait into what's been reported, but I want to pre- preface this by saying we're going to talk about things that people are in alignment over. Okay, so I do not want to talk about the mirror story. There is obviously yeah, that, people. That, yeah, I think it's stupid either way. Um, but let's talk about the Jack Perry stuff. This okay. stuff stems from an incident that Punk and Jungle Boy had. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Punk leaked that story, 
And Nick Houseman has said that he got that story from Punk. Punk did not leak that story until two weeks after it happened. He leaked the story the day after he called Hangman Adam Page a peg warmer. And he leaked that story to make himself look magnanimous, or I'm not saying that word right, to look like a leader, even though it made, honestly, it made Punk look petty because he did have a, a leg to stand on with that conversation with Jack Perry. But the two things that are of note with that story is one, Jack Perry had gotten the spot approved by Tony Khan and two CM Punk said, we'll go do that shit on Wednesday, basically drawing the line in the sand where a line in the sand didn't, didn't need to be standing. Punk had the moral ground. Punk had, if you're going to say, Hey, we don't use real glass here. That's amateur shit. Punk has the more ground. He doesn't have to turn it into go do that shit on, on Wednesday. And he also didn't necessarily have to frame it in a way that Jungle Boy was just looking for an excuse to not come to work next week when it was a pre-planned vacation that, again, everybody reports as that being the case. So this is not like, a oh, just, you know, Meltzer and Alvarez who are close with the, the elite side of camp or everything. No, Hausman, uh, um, I don't know what the word is, agrees to this thing. So, but here's, and here's the other thing too, at this point, when it first came out, there was a lot of, a lot of confusing reports, but now everybody's in alignment that punk initiated it. I haven't seen that anywhere. Hausman says it at Sean Ross app says it. Alvarez says it. Melter says it. Wade Sean, says it. So, okay. So the, they're starting to align that punk has been leaking things to Hausman. And, and is that, is anyone other than Hausman investigating this and to try to confirm it? What do you mean? Ugh, it, that that punk that punk's leaking to Hausman? Yeah, the punk initiated the the that, fight. What, what, are we talking about punk leaking or punk initiating the? the I haven't. I heard that punk and I heard that not punk. I heard that Perry initiated the. Fight. That was the first report that did come okay. out. That's what that I was, heard. Was so that like Perry we're talking about came like, out hot. Well, the report that when that. Nice. It's all. It's. Yeah. It's. So just add clarity really quickly. I heard after the match, Perry came hot to Punk and I, like stepped to Punk. I had heard a revision of that already. That it was Punk go who was ready for his match. Saw a pair or as Perry you know became yeah those two were back to back after Perry came out through the curtain. Punk is ready is getting ready for his match next. And Punk says to him first, "Do you have? A, do we have a problem?" And Perry said, "I said what I said." Or, and then Punk put him in a chokehold, which is broken up with Samojo. But how is that not instigating it on Punk's? If you're if you're saying that, how is that, that not? I'm saying that's not instigating it because I think the instigation is Perry doing it on live TV. But see, but then in that context, and then last year, Hangman Page was in within rights to go punch CM Punk as soon as he came back from the curtain. That's where the logic falls apart here. It's okay for Punk to do these things, but when other people do these things, they're the villains. So he, and this is, goes back to the reason I bring up Nick Hausman is that in 2022, the whole problem was everybody's leaking things to the dirt sheets about Punk. Well, ever since the brawl out happened, Punk has been leaking things to Nick Hausman literally minutes after stories break and everybody's just supposed to be okay with that. It is hypocritical at his core. Uh, here's the thing, like, and, and I think this is where uh, a lot of us kind of see a, see a line with CM Punk. EJ, has, I don't think EJ is a hundred percent there yet. 
because EJ's still, I think, looking for like logic reason and like who's to blame. But I go back to the like the trope, if you will, that my parents taught me, which is if you see two guys arguing on a street corner, right? And you just see the two guys arguing on the street corner. They just look like idiots on a street corner. Nobody cares who's right and who's wrong. And I know that we're kind of digging into this because it's CM Punk. But it seems like, to me, every time there's an argument on the street corner, whether somebody's picking on CM Punk or other way around, he's the guy. Very much like, going back to, I hate to do it again, but going back to T.O. was that guy. Or Randy Moss was that guy. Or, you know what I mean, Odell Beckham, like... And so I, I always look at this, and sooner or later, if you are a mature adult, you've got to figure out ways in life to remove yourself from constant controversy. Constant controversy. CM Punk, in my opinion, has failed to do that. It's kind of like, and, 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 and I will say this, because I think, do think this is very important. When somebody's getting picked on, per se, there is usually a dynamic there where it's like there's a person of power and there's a person of weakness, per se. It does bother me. CM Punk always seems to be a person of stature. Whether it's respect, I don't know. But it's a certain position of stature in which if a Jack Perry does anything to a CM Punk, he should have enough stature to say, we'll deal with this later, F it, whatever. He should not be putting Jack Perry in a headlock before his match. I mean, unless Jack Perry really flagrantly comes out and just try, like, that's where I say to date, CM Punk has failed to show the maturity because it seems like he has to retaliate or do something. You know, the, the I will I will say this and I'll let it go. But you always notice how like the baddest MF or the baddest gang member, the baddest, I don't know, most powerful person in the room, they don't have to respond to every person that's 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 chirping at them. I'm a, I, we're me and you, you Doug, you and I are big music guys. Do you you know how many people come at Jay-Z, not yeah. Jay Cole. Do you think Kendrick Lamar even gives bars to, you know what I mean, Soldier Boy that says Kendrick Lamar's, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do that. And I feel like CM Punk is like, even at some point, 50 Cent stopped shooting at everybody that shot at <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, CM Punk right. has failed to get to that point. Then that's, that's my problem with Punk. Because he's 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 fighting down often, and he's trying to cover it up like, hey, they're picking on me, or I was in the right. Who cares? I want like, to I want to I wanna bring up something up. real okay. quick though, because I think there's another another thing about that too. It's not just that he's the person in power that's always crying foul, but when things do happen. He he's basically that it's the epitome of a toxic relationship where he's always threatening to leave. Last year with Hangman Page, he threatened not to show up the pay per view. There were there are reports from all sides now that on Sunday, even before Jungle Boy did his thing, CM Punk threatened to quit. And then after he choked out Jungle Boy, he 
refused to go on until Samoa Joe apparently convinced him that it was the right thing to do. So yeah. like this is this is just a toxic situation that money should not be looked into. The only reason that money should be looked into the situation is how much would it cost for Tony Khan to buy CM Punk out? It should be a, it should be a question of how much money can CM Punk bring into the company because once they sign their new TV deal, it's completely moot. They're locked in. Last question on this. I, I want to ask the last question on this. Does CM Punk cause Tony Khan to lose even more credibility? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thousand percent. But, 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 Thousand percent. But to be fair, and I'm I am going to speak for EJ here. We're we're clearly on different sides of the CM Punk thing, but I think we'll both agree that Tony Khan's lost credibility is not CM Punk's fault. It is Tony Khan's fault. Yes, and I I just want to leave with a quote I saw earlier today that I hope will be of some solace to Tony Khan and it's the following. You have to take your lumps and face reality. There's always some good in something bad happening to you and you look for that. That is a quote from his father, Shad Khan. And I hope Shad gave to- That's Urban Meyer. Because it, it, it is a bad situation. And because it is Tony's company, he's the one tasked to find some good in it because there is some. And in my opinion, it's, you know, it's whether you want to run it like a business or like a wrestling business and in the wrestling business. And I'm just sort of mostly curious that, you know, and I'm not using these guys as like a paragon of virtue, but it seems to be a pretty, just as maybe these journalists are getting lined up in their stories about what happened. The opposite opinion from a lot of the wrestlers who have spoken on it are that, Jack Perry would have gotten his ass kicked. That but was night. that? I only saw Bully Ray say, say that. And are we really going to go off of Bully not Ray? A, not a paragon of virtue, as I said. But I mean, it's also something that Cornette touched on a little bit too, because it's you know, I don't know. My 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 wishes are not for Punk to thrive in in AEW. It's not for certainly not for Jack Perry because Jack Perry doesn't entertain me very much. Just no, like, I mean, just like, just like, just like one of the two bucks, I really have the problem with. It's not both of them. Um, they're they're just so swarmy. Uh, they're so smug. What? Um, Why are you taking shots at the bucks? This has nothing to do with the bucks. Because I have because I because. Oh. But, how, but how are the punk, how are the books <laughs> smug and swarmy? But CM Punk isn't. Yeah, when CM Punk he, he is smug, telling people, he's smug. Shit on Wednesday. He's smug in a way that I would if I was in that. Maybe it's an age thing. I don't know, but like. Yeah, I'd tell those. I'd, I'd, well, you know. I hate to tell you, the Bucks are not that much younger than Punk. They're they're deceptively. Yeah. They're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're eight, they're eight, they're say, eight nine years younger. This, yeah. I thought Jack Perry was still like 22, 23 years. He's 26 years old. He knows better. Oh, I thought he was 30. I mean, to be fair, uh, and Jack I Perry knows well, we'll Jack see. Perry he should not better. have done it. He should I, not have yeah. said it. Yeah, honestly. there's going to be quite a, there's a, there was a bit of. Yeah. F, or, F around and find out, which has been a common thing thrown yeah. around with this. And that's certain that's certainly happened. If you want to know I, what happens if you F around CM Punk, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, and, don't get me wrong. Oh, well, let's be real though. Like, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Who are we really gonna be threatened by CM Punk? Apparently, by all by all means and account, too. It was 
um, fight that was broken up within a minute. Oh, so of it's course. Not like, it's not like CM Punk of got course. the best of Jungle but, Boy. Yeah. Well, I, yes, he, yes, he did because CM Punk's a trained fighter, and right now he's right now he's. His, he, have, did I, you I didn't, watch his fights? I didn't say he was a trained winner. I didn't fights. say he was a trained winner. He's a trained. I've got, I've got a, him on that UFC game over there. He's, on the a, he's, he's a there. trained. He's a trained fighter, and he's beaten up a young buck and Jack Perry. So he's two and zero. Oh. <laughs> hey, all right, guys. We are a little bit over an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been awesome. So much fun. I really, really, Doug, I enjoy having you on every time I meet. Absolutely. Thank you so Thank much. You, Doug. And I, I, lo- and I love coming on after, look, after AEW CM Punk perspective, because you are the master at it. I really, really mm-hmm. appreciate it. I will, I'm going to go deep into to X, formerly known as Twitter, see if these stories are starting to line up. I can't get a Sean Ross because he blocked me a long time ago. Right, did he know. really? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a war. There's he a war is, going on here. He is the, petty on Twitter. He is yeah. very petty on Twitter. The list of wrestlers who have blocked me is long and distinguished, so I'm not saying that I've got any moral high ground whatsoever. Hey, yeah, but people so, are also in their feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is WCWF. I want to thank EJ. I want to thank Doug. We will be back on Tuesday to uh ej will be hosting tg will be in the building kelsey will be in the building we hope and that is our wwe show and then we will be back after another (laughs) pay-per-view on thursday uh to talk aew and all things will see him quickly last shot just a yes or no question doug ej does cm punk show up at all out no no and it's gonna piss off the crowd I I'm agree gonna, with you, Jay. They I'm should have announced say, it by now. I'm going to say yes. I hope Chicago, so. I love get it. Your ice cream bars ready. Until next time, we got to count this thing out. One, two, three. Until next time. Thanks, guys.